pal. Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Opinion Hibs podcast. Um, I'm the host, Calvin. I'm with Charlie and Jack. How are you, boys, after another, another brilliant weekend being a highway? Yes. I, think the, I think the less said the better, the better, mate. But unfortunately, we've got a podcast today, so... Ken. <laughs> and Jack, Mr. Germany? Uh, I wish I was back. I'm, I'm on the flight out to Mainz next. The Mainz game next week is better than watching Hibs. <laughs> nah, it's indifferent, mate, honestly. It's, it, was, it was a good day out. Um, nice big away trip for me. Um, really exciting adventure. All about 10 minutes on the bus to the Amondale. So, I. <laughs> Good stuff. So, I used to when an appearance of the podcast. I was being plastic. I didn't bother going um, just because I had other duties to attend to because I'm an adult. Um, <laughs> so, I'll quickly run through the team, guys. <clears throat> Mason goals, back three of Paul McGinn, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. Midfield four of Josh Doig, Joe Newell, Jay Doyle Hayes, <clears throat> uh, Harry Clark, Ewan Henderson sitting in front of them with James Scott and uh, Melkerson up front. What's your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was all right. I, I, thought, I thought Ryan Portis's band was up. I thought he would have been back, but... I think it's next week, eh? Aye, it's next, but I, I could have sworn he'd served his ban. And I, thought I he think was. he got an extra one because they appealed it, eh? But, um, no, I, I mean, I was pretty happy with the squad. I thought I had enough in it to win. Um, thought James Scott and Melkerson, like, who else have we really got? to go up front so it was I was I was all right I thought like I say I thought I had enough to win Jack yeah I'm pretty much the same eh? you know I'll, there's not much David Gray can do now with the injuries and the suspension I mean I've said it before that's the best he could have put it more or less you know Porteous obviously was still and I, I, I got to say Charlie you've got to have some humble pie son because we were on the way to the cinema I said Porteous was still suspended she thought no he isn't no he isn't so I, uh, I I think it was because he was back for the semi. I thought, oh, he's... That's yeah, it. see, the cut and the league suspensions <clears throat> don't win at the same Aye. time. So, yeah, it, it was the strongest team David Gray could have put out, to be honest. And, you know, it, it, it's just at this point where literally that game was meaningless because St. Johnston lost. So both teams are safe. You know, it's at, it's at the point now where I think the season's petering out. you just got to play what you've got to play, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I thought that I really just echo what Charlie said. I thought the team was definitely strong enough to beat Livingston. Um, although obviously we were we were wrong. Obviously, it wasn't good enough to beat Livingston because we got beat one now. Um, so moving on to the next little bit, guys, is what did you think of the first half? There, run me through the first half because from what I've heard and what I listened to on the open all mics was it was a decent 45, first 45 minutes for him. It seemed like it was all right. Yeah, I uh, we we were saying at halftime, Jack, weren't we? That we thought the we thought we were really good first half. Um, I think we moved the ball about well. We we you know we're playing fast pass, one touch pass in. We're getting getting the ball into the right areas, but just couldn't get the shot. Couldn't get a shot on target. Eh? So like it was typical, typical Hibs this season. Eh? You play all this, you play all this good football, and and then you and then Calvin's got his. <laughs> <laughs> But like you, you can what is like we we play good football at times, but we just can't do anything. We I thought um, thought I just just frustrating me. Like our shots came from outside the box, they blast over the bar. Like we, like we're just trying to play this, pass it into the net, and it's it's a bit frustrating. Eh? But I thought we I thought we were good first half. Really did. I thought we were really good first half. Yeah, I was the same. You know, I thought first half. 
you couldn't complain really about, you know, we were moving the ball about well, we were looking good on the ball. It's just, we have no luck in the final third. We get it, we get into the final third, we get into the box, and so it's like, what, what do we do? What, what do we do? You know, the one that really annoyed me, I was talking about this with people at the Hibs Women game yesterday, is James Scott was through on goal, right? And Newell, Newell could have passed it to him. I don't know if Charlie remembered. Newell could have passed mm. it to him. What does Joe do? He just balluters it, and it goes well over the bar. Now, see if he slips James Scott in there. Potentially, Scott could have scored. So I think that one was frustrating for me. It just did, it's that decision making for me in the final third. We still have it. We, we need to be a bit more direct for me. And as Charlie mentioned, we just try and pass it in the net. Just be direct, you know, or, or make the more sensible decision. I think that's something else. Is us decision making hasn't been great this season. Where if you've got a player free making a run at the box, we didn't seem to want to release them. You know, there's been a few things. I've got a few. I feel quite sorry for James really because there was a few times that James was getting himself into positions. And nobody was giving them the service. And I think that's the story. I mean, every one of our strikers, Nisbet, Melkerson and Scott, I think really they could be, a, all three of them could say that this season is they've just not been getting the service, getting into dangerous areas and they're just not getting the chances. And I think had that ball been slipped through to James, he could have potentially have scored there. But Joe decided to take it on his own. Now, I know I'm saying about hypocritical, say, oh, I want my midfielders to shoot. But knowing that situation, James Scott was free, he was open. And that was a huge thing because the Levy keeper, you've got to bear in mind, that was his first game. Olivia as well, you know, yeah. we had a massive chance to test him, you know, slip, slip James Scott through, the boy could have made a mistake, he looked a bit caught out by the move, mm. and you would have been talking about 1-0 Hibs there. I think we were we were pretty good defensively in the first half as well, just, um, mm. but there was the one that, and I, I'm going to have to say it, Paul Hanlon was far too weak the whole yeah. game, but the first half... He's, re- he's up against Nubli, who we can as a dangerous opponent. Like, we've seen that Easter Roads. Um, he's a big physical laddie, and Hanlon just gets shrugged off the ball easy. There's no communication between Hanlon and Macy. And if Nubli's a better striker, it's 1-0, because he just sort of lifts it over Macy, and it sort of peters out. But, you know, that all comes from miscommunication from the keeper and from Hanlon. But, like I say, Hanlon should be doing a lot better there. Yeah, we got bullied. They're just to new play bullied us, and we, we know how much of a threat he poses. Not only is he strong, he's fast as well. Mm. You know, he's got, he's got a bit of pace about him. And I agree with Charlie. See if Newplay was a more clinical striker. See if he had that sort of killer touch. Yeah, you're talking one nil Livy right there, right then. You know, I, I think the way Hanlon got bullied there, and we saw it at Tynecastle as well. We but Sims when they there for their equaliser, Sims bullied them off the ball. I think Hanlon's getting bullied about the shop, and that's a problem for me. Is that physicality? We need to be more physical because a team like Levy, they've got big physical boys like Nubli and Oberlang and everything. So I think that was a huge problem for me, not just in the first half, but the whole game is Levy's big hitters, you know, Levy's big strong guys are bullying us about the pitch. Um, and yeah, I'm frustrated with that. And it was miscommunication as well. Macy needs to be shouting at his defence saying, leave it or go for that. You know, there needs to be that. You need to talk to each other. You need to talk to each other. And that doesn't happen. They just decide, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then that's why we get bullied about the pack. We've seen it so many times this season. And like mm-hmm. if, if Levy are a bit more of a clinical team, then they would have went 1-0 up there. And I think there was points that gave me, you couldn't have complained if Levy had won more than 1-0. At the same time, you could have said, there was points that gave me, we couldn't have complained if we'd won. But, yeah. you know, that was the first half, really. It was a case of we were good, but toothless up front as per usual for me. It's just mm-hmm. no being there this season at all. And it's so frustrating because we've, we've got, we've, we on paper, those strikers 
should be scoring and he should be creating more, but we just have me. It's been utterly toothless up front mm. for me, and that, that game just summed it up. And just to come back to some of the points you've talked about, one of the points I want to uh, speak about first is, like you said, uh, toothless up front. You also mentioned that was a, a debut for the Livingston goalkeeper as well, and for him to not, for us to not even have a shot on target, eighteen shots but not a shot on target. You you could sort of see it was going that way in the first half though, like all the shots we had were going over the bar, or they were blocked, or but aye, it was. I mean, I've said it's, it before. She she gave me a crystal ball because I was sitting in Charlie saying this will be nil nil at the end one nil Livingston, and what happened because. I think we could have played a we could have played a whole ninety. We could have played there until the Hibs women game came in on Sunday. And we wouldn't have scored. We could have played about three or four games back to back. We wouldn't have scored. It's as simple it's, as that. I think it's hard to be negative after that first half, though. Like because it is. It we, was really we, hard. We, we, if anyone was going to win it based on that first half, it was us. But obviously, when we speak about the second second half, <laughs> obviously not to be. Uh, same thing as well. You say it's difficult not to be negative, but. We going away to Livingston and you know, none nil at half time. I mean, for where we were last season, would have that been a good result at half time? Probably not. I, I mean, think if I, don't get me wrong, I think Livingston are a good team and I think they're a lot better than what we give them credit for. Um, they're, they're a well oiled machine, and you see that every time you Hibs played them. Like, it's almost like we went for that, that's what we aren't, though. That's what we aren't. They're everything we aren't. We're not a well oiled machine, we're not even we're fucking. We're parts of a machine that aren't, hasn't even been put together yet. It's like uh, St Johnston were our bogey team last season. It's like Livy are this season, like, and 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 that's a big <laughs> thing the manager needs to get right. I think um, the new manager anyway, like, because you can't say anything about David Gray. He's only he's caretaker. There's not much you can buy. Bye. Wait, I look at it, mate. We've got eleven bogey teams. <laughs> yeah. No think Well, we've, well, I probably I. Trying this team of not with. I think of a team we've beaten every time we've played. St Johnston. No, we drew with them 0-0 at Easter. You're Road, right, sorry. For a fiver. Sorry. None. None of them. Yeah, None of them are beaten all the times this year. Well, was last season we, we'd um, got a complete set against St Mirren and Kelly. Should be doing that more often, though, eh? Like, like you, you should, should have a complete set of results <clears throat> against teams like that. The difference from this season to last season, mate, is like we've lost a lot. We've lost against a lot of teams we would have beat last season. Like mm. these are the games we would win last season. And like, see if you're good at consistently picking up points, like against your St Mirrens and your um your Ross Counties and your Dundees and things like that. Like that's what separates you. you exactly. know what I mean? Another point I wanted to kind of touch back on as well is you mentioned that you felt sorry for James Scott now. James Scott again <clears throat> received quite a lot of um, abuse or quite a lot of um, bad publicity on social media after the match as well. Do you think that was fair? No. I, controversial opinion, but I actually thought he was better than Melkerson on Saturday because he was he was moving about, he was getting in the right areas, and obviously, like he's bereft of confidence because he's not scored yet. He's a striker. He's coming with us. Hull paid a million pound for him, whatever. But I thought he was, I thought out of the two of them, he looked better on Saturday. And all this talk that we were fed that Melkerson's a better player on Astro, I didn't see that on Saturday. I saw a 19 year old laddie who's no idea what he's doing on a football pitch, was getting in the way of shots, picked up a needless booking, which some people would say that's good that you know you want your strikers to be up for getting booked, but. I thought James Scott was better than him on Saturday and, and there was folk booing him when he comes off, like, come on, get a grip of yourself. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. I think 
you, I, I, I feel sorry. Like, see, when you're a player and you're hearing your own supporters like booing you like that, and you come, what's that going to do for your mental health? You know what I mean? Like these people put be kind and everything in their bios and that, and then they're like booing and cussing off a player, and you think absolutely not. And I'll tell you now, huge fan culture difference. If you'd done that, if I'd done that at the Hertha game when I was there on Sunday with my other team, I would have been, I would have had my head kicked in. And they also cover if I booed a player like that. And that's serious. I'm not even joking about that. I had my head kicked in. Now, the thing mm-hmm. is, I'm not I'm, I'm not condoning violence, by the way, just I'd like to put that out there. But the thing is, is just if you don't, if you only satisfy these performance, didn't he, didn't he say anything? You know what I mean? That's, that's the always thing is, um, I just didn't say anything, no satisfy. And I thought James, he didn't do anything wrong. Melkers, that was one. Another one that James Scott is, he, he gets his shot away. Melkerson's standing right in the way and it comes battering off him. Again, it comes back to the lack of communication. Nobody knows yeah. what they're all running about like headless chickens in the box. Didn't I think Melkerson, I think Melkerson tries too hard sometimes. Like, especially you see how well he took his goals against Motherwell. And I think I think it just comes back for that. Like he's a good he's player. Like he's he's Young a good lad. player. You you've seen it, but for me, James Scott was better than him on Saturday. It was. I think. I think what. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. But what one thing I I think people tend to forget is James Scott's only twenty one years old. And he's that's not like, not like he's been around a lot of time. He's only twenty one years old. Like he's he's still a young lad. He's a bairn. There's an and issue there as well. We're relying on a twenty one year old and a nineteen year old to get us goals. Like I've said that as well. Like Ron Gordon in the interview said, like you know he's been banging on about having a young team all year and that. Like this is what happens when you have a young team. There's yeah. no experience. Like. You know, is there any, what happens when you go one 0 down at Levena? Like we'll, we'll say that honestly, I feel like we've been beating the same flogging the same dead horse for years. You put on the podcast saying one, there's no creativity in midfield for me. That is Bagel FC is a hole in the middle, of the middle of the pitch where these two centre mids are terrible. I feel like there's no shooting from distance at all in the team to get shots on target, and that goes way back to the Reaker game. I won't, I won't let that one go. Um. I also feel like, you know, <clears throat> like I said, you sign St. Mirren players, you get you get St. Mirren results. You know what I mean? That's that's my opinion. Um, and I just feel like it's been poor. But on, on that one, mate, I think the I think to touch on the St. Mirren comment there, I think you're bang on. Because Jake Jake Doyle Hayes is one of the worst players I've seen for Hibs this season. I, I, I've wasted a jersey. I'm sorry, but he's a waste of jersey. He, what, what a downgrade from what we used to have in the middle of the park, creative players to that. Joe Newell, Joe Newell does twice the work because Jake Dawes is the same player as him. Like he's, I've, I, have you seen him put a forward pass this season? I've nah, no. seen one tackle and then on the Derby Easter Road, and that was it. But I can't score those two goals, but like I told you, that was papering over the cracks when it happened. It's really yeah. all. It's really all he's done, but. Um, I think to move into the second half, though, like, like the goal, all that really you've got to talk about for that second half, I think, is the goal, eh? Like, yeah, it, the game petered out, you know, like, and, and the, for me, with the goal, it's just been the story of our season. Like, why we know, and I, we know that Levy have that threat where they like to make late runs into the box. And this is me watching Macy just get sent. It, it, was, a, it was just Macy goes, and then it was 
and you as watched it, and it's almost like it was happening in slow motion. The minute I saw Levy, and what did I say to you, Charlie? Ashley, the minute I saw Levy got that, I thought, yeah, here comes the Livingston goal. I said it semi-jokingly. Here comes the Livingston goal, and then what happens? It's far, we make it look far too easy for them there for me. And I mean, it's not the first time we've made it look far too easy for a team to score. But again, it's like we, we get caught out of the back far too often. It's just um, it's just defensive. Solid defensive performance, and we'll get caught out. It's just you know, one silly moment. Was a huge defensive error. I can't I think it was Clark on that side in the second half. Aye, it was. You just get so too easy. Ball comes across. It's almost like you're playing FIFA with a sweaty goal. Like just cut it back. <laughs> Macy dives the wrong way, but he should be doing he couldn't better. Have done anything. It's it's not he, his fault. No, he, 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 he probably. I think he should be doing better, but he also probably expects it's going that way anyway. But and the defense, like just, defense left him high and dry. It's just so bad, man. And it's not even like I'm. To be honest, mate, I can't be I can't be bored with Hibs, eh? Like genuinely, I've got that feeling about the rest of the season. Like I'm going on Saturday, I'm probably going to go to Dundee on Tuesday. I'm not going to the St. Johnson game because I'm working. <coughs> Excuse me. I just can't be bothered watching us the rest of the season, eh? Like it's I, been I'm boring, mate. It's been boring. But we're, we're safe now. With other, that's the other thing. Is like there's no sort of like uh, for me if there was a bit of excitement, like oh we're going to end up in the playoffs. You know, like, I'm sort of one of these. Uh, Masochist Tibbs fans, it sort of gets a bit like, oh, there's, there's a bit of excitement here. There's nothing now. What are we going to do? do not... Finish eight, finish eight, seven. The thing is, as well, just to just to jump in, the thing is, as well, for us to be even having a conversation, that's about him, I was just about, I was just about to say the same. Like that, that's that's, that's embarrassing. That is it. Unthinkable. Like how that, that, you... a massive failure for us to even have to have to worry about being safe. For you to even to even sort of. Engaging that conversation is is absolutely ridiculous. Do you know the comes up the season, mate? You know, I think. You know the worst of it is. Oh, sorry, Jack. On you go. What annoys me is like after a lot of people around the club said mm. after 2013, never again. Mm. Um, we won a kick uh, up up until we beat St. Mirren. There was a real possibility that it could have happened again. Yeah. And we shouldn't be in that position. Size of club, size of club we are, right? Size of club we are, the resources we have, we should not be anywhere near. That we should be top six. Shouldn't they be in the bottom six having to scrap out with teams like St. Mirren and St. Johnston and that and worrying after about going to play because we're a we're a club with a big history and we've got a lot of resources and we've got an ambitious owner. So we should not have to be in the bottom six worrying about getting a um, relegation playoff. Absolutely not. So I agree with you too. That discussion shouldn't even be entered. Like you know what I mean? We shouldn't even be worrying about that. It's it's, it's embarrassing. Absolutely. The one thing I was going to I was going to say on that is like people forget we were in Europe at the start of the season. We had last summer, we had, we need a centre-back and a striker and we've got a very, very good team there. To now, we're like, we need a new manager. We need at least six new players. We need to bin half the shite that's in that team. And we, it's a rebuild. Like, what's went, like, genuinely in the past 12 months, what's went wrong at this club? We've sacked, we've sacked Graham Maffey. We've sacked Jack Ross. We've sacked Sean Maloney. We've sacked Sean Maloney's coaching staff. His goalkeeping coach just got sacked today. What's what's going on at this club? Like, how much money is Ron pumping into paying people wages off? The Martin Boyle money, probably. Well, is that is that the case? Probably. No, I don't. We don't know. We'll get onto that in a minute, guys. But one thing I wanted to draw your attention to, like Jack, you said you were banging the money, mate. You said we're running a bit like headless chickens. If you look at that second goal, right, the boy on the wings got it. Um, whoever it is a left mid for a Livy, there's three Hibs players going to try and close him down and take the ball off him. And he passes it between three Hibs players 
again, Jake Doyle Hayes has left his man on the edge of the box. Shinny, it looks like. Surprise, He's left surprise. his man on the edge of the box. Very, very similar to what he'd done against Hearts when he went to go win that second ball. And, and Aberdeen at the start of the season, mind where Ramirez. And it's a half-assed run back to try and get the ball. Uh, not following the boy who scored at Pittman Island, not picking him up, and he's got he's got an easy shot on goal, and that is that is terrible, man. For me, that is just just bare minimum effort. And I mean, you're talking about you know cheating that we put in a lot of effort in the semi final and that. Like, where is that here? Where is it? Like, I but think that, I even think, that even hey, that the players kind of be arsed. Even that's not good enough. We shouldn't be celebrating. Oh, we've we outfought Hearts in a semi final. <clears> we should be celebrating a victory. And we shouldn't Absolutely. be we shouldn't be in this position and and like I'm I'm just fed up with this season. I can't wait till mm-hmm. the 15th of May is over. We announce the new manager, season ticket sales get a big increase because of that, and then it's on to next season. But it's just like why why are we why are we in this position? Like we should, you know what we should, me the most? should never have and been this position. I've got something to say about this. Like, you know, it's it, this season's actually been sad because there was all the promise going into it. You know, yeah. we got third, we got <clears throat> into Europe, we we you had know, a great start to the season. We had a great exactly. We had a great start to the season, really positive start, and then it's just been careering from one disaster to another since that. And I'm talking about disasters on the pitch, PR disasters. You know, it, it's not right and it's not good because I know you know if you look at what we were in the past and you look at some of the things we've done as a club to have a season like this, you know. You, managers and teams like the famous five, Eddie Turnbull, you know, um, McLeish's team, Lennon's team, you know, you look back at all that stuff as a Hibs fan and you go, this is what we've got this season. And, and, and you know, I try not to be negative. People know me that I always try and see the best. So, you know, it's bad when even I'm going, right, this is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So I always try to look the best at it, but I can't, there's no best. This is, it's, what, this season should have been building on the successes of last season. And, and we've went and just Absolutely. chucked it. We've, we've done it to ourselves. There's nobody else to blame. Oh, nothing. There's nobody else to blame but ourselves. We've put this on ourselves. And that's the most annoying thing about it. We've put it on ourselves. Right, well, forget about the men. Let's move on to the women, Jack. Tell us, Ed. For one disappointment to another. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, go. Tell me about the, the women yesterday, Jack. Well, um, it was a 2-2 draw with bottom of the league, Hamilton, um, academical. And yeah, I think heading into the game, there's a lot of confidence because obviously we beat Partick Thistle 2-0 and they've been a bit of a bogey team for us this season. So, you know, there's a lot of confidence going into the game that, you know, we can um, play um, Hamilton and get a result, you know, get a win, get a confident win. We started off the game well. So first half controlled the game really, really well, as you'd expect against a team like Hamilton. But very, very quickly, I noticed we were getting bullied. And this is where I sort of come into the lineup a bit, that obviously Rosie Livingston got her first professional start for the club, which I thought, I thought, well done, Rosie, that's brilliant. Um, I think that's a, a huge achievement for the girl. It shows how successful her academy is. But I just think this was maybe not the right team to start Rosie against. Because she played well, but she was just getting, you know, um, Mal PE teacher plays for um, Hamilton, and she she was um, out on Rosie's side, and she is a big, she is a big um, girl, Miss Evans, you know. Um, so she she's quite um, heavy, and Rosie was really sort of struggling with that. Got to say, she grew into the game, but Hamilton had that sort of physicality, and was struggled against these big physical teams like Partick um, as well. You know, Partick sort of bully us off the ball, and we just can't really seem to deal with it that well. Um, so we start off well, and Amy Gallagher, 
um, to put us one nil up. Fantastic. So low effort. She just and this is what Amy Gallagher's got uh, to her game. Is she just picks the ball up, she goes on her own, sees the space, and she just puts her laces through it. For just sort of the edge of the D, she puts her laces through it, and we, we go one nil up. And you go right, that's brilliant. You know, hopefully we build on that. But in Hamilton, and I've got to say, well, Hamilton did not play like a, a team that's bottom of the league. They did not play like a team that's bottom of the league. Um, they just after we went one nil up, they just really came into the game and. They were getting chances and getting chances, looking really dangerous out on the counter. I think we're making it look too easy for them out on the counter, you know. And then the equaliser comes. And I think what I've got to say is, and again, looking at the lineup, the lineup wasn't, apart from like Rosie and Gabby, there wasn't many too many changes. And I think Gabby, after Emily keeping a clean shot against Partick, why not just give Emily the chance again? Gabby, I think in that situation, Gabby needed to do better. She didn't, she didn't communicate with the back line like she usually does. So, Mm. Shiv went up to try and head it away and Gabby was going to try and catch it. Gabby needs to catch it. If she doesn't, she drops it and then it's an easy tap-in for the Partick player. Then after the equaliser, Partick were actually looking like the better team. Half-time comes, you go, right, you know, bit of jitters. We can maybe sort of recover. Second half, part, uh, Hamilton with a better team. Sorry, I, I think I said Partick there. So Hamilton with a better team. They're, they're both teams are like identical to each other, by the way, the football they play. Mm. Hamilton with a better team. It's as simple as that and saying, and we could not have complained if we'd lost that game. It's as simple as that. Um, Hamilton were running rings around us. They were looking really dangerous at the counter-attack. And our decision-making was so frustrating in the second half for me. You know, we were we weren't picking out the simple passes. We're trying to be too fancy with it, you know. And Cav, I think some Cav's a brilliant player, but sometimes she's just too much of a luxury player for me. She tries to do all the skill, a bit like Jasper. She tries to do all the skills and everything. When you could just lay off a simple pass, like Shannon Leishman's bolting it up. You're looking for the overlap. She does the Cav tries to flip it over players and do scoop turns and whatever else. And you go, just just pass it first time. You know what I mean? And like, we, 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 it was too much wing play for me. It was too much wing play. There wasn't like, so Alexa and Rosie, because Rosie came at when Rosie shifted inside, I thought that's when you started to see her, you because know, Rosie, Ailey's quite physical. You know, you, you compare Rosie and Ailey, are two young players. Ailey's very physical. She's not afraid to get stuck in there. And Ailey's got the height as well. Rosie's short and she's quite slim built. So basically, Rosie's game's more knocking at past players and sort of making the runs, whilst Ailey can get more stuck in. When Rosie cut inside, they'll get more out of her. But her and Alexa were busting through the middle. You just weren't passing it to them. And then again, a bit like the Hearts game, a bit like the Derby, the 4 1. I know mm. we eventually scored it. We just weren't getting lucky with the chances. And you think, you know, this is beginning to look worrying and then Hamilton go 2-1 up and I think with Hamilton's goal it was stupid defending from us and I hate saying that but it was like complete miscommunication but we basically kick it straight to the Hamilton lassie and she has an easy goal Gabby comes out too early and it's again an easy goal made it look far too easy but that's annoying because Luke's solid at the back but I think because Joel picked up a knock and, you, and she can't play a full 90 you're just looking at it and going, had you had Joel's communication there, would that have happened? I don't think. Because Shiv was screaming and it, and nobody was listening to her. And El- Ellis, is, I like Ellis as a player, but I just don't think Ellis should be... And I think Ellis would admit it's herself. I think it's too much for Ellis to have the armband um, for me. Like I think if you're mm-hmm. going... For me, Siobhan should be the captain when Joel can't play. Because like, Shiv can communicate and she's very loud and vocal on the pitch. And she leads... Even when she's, you know, or even give it to Gabby. Gabby's good at communicating as well. 
But yeah, I, I think for me that you go they go to one up and you think it's no coming, it's no coming. And eventually at the end, just that little bit of luck we got, you know, it, it was an excellent ball at the top. I think it was Leah that said Leah had another good game and got to see Rhea McCafferty when she came on was um, good as well, considering she had to come on out of position. Rhea sort of Rhea was making a lot of sort of um, dangerous runs and everything. So basically we get the ball over the top, Mickey reacts to it well. Chest it down, nice cam touch, and she puts it away right at the end, 2-2. Two, two. I think as much as it's bad that we're drawing with a team that's bottom of the league, and that sort of sums up the season for us, who have sort of failed to get in. Dean was saying, you know, it's frustrating that we can't get results against these teams, and I agree with him. The thing mm-hmm. is, is we couldn't, we can't complain about getting a point because based on that second half, we should have lost that game. It's as simple as that. So you can't really complain about getting the point. I'll take the point. It's not great, but we're just getting towards it. It's about getting the season done now. You know, you've got to go out yeah. to New Douglas Park and then you've got to play Aberdeen in Glasgow City. Season's done and then I think we're building solid foundations for next season. It's just all about preparing for next season now for me. Uh, perfect. That's a good, a good uh, roundup of the game there, mate, as always. So we're just going to jump on to the quiz. So just a short one. So we're going to jump on to the quiz now. Charlie says he's already looked at the questions, so make of that what you want. Well, hopefully the listeners can join in and uh, enjoy. Oh, right, <clears throat> the men's team first. <laughs> Excuse me, men's team first. First question: What was the score at halftime during the five-one Hibs Kelly Cup final? Well, that's a good question. A great question. Hmm. That's uh, I'm. I'm going to go and say, was it 1-0 at halftime? Okay, 1-0 at halftime, Jack. Uh, Charlie? I think it was 1-0. I think Rob Jones scored pretty late on in the first half to make it 1-0. And I think that was it, 1-0. 1-0, perfect. Right, I can um, let you know you're both correct. That was 1-0 Hibs at halftime, so well done to both of you. Right. Second question uh, based on the men's team. Who scored Hibs' opening goal in Europe this season? I know. know, know. Well, Charlie, you go first, Jack, if you think you know. Martin Boyle for the penalty against Santa Coloma. Yep. Jack? Uh, It was Boyle's penalty against Santa Coloma. That's right. Two peas in a pod, inseparable. Two-two. Right. Last one of the men's questions. During the 2020 season, who did Josh Doig go on loan to? I know you that might again. know this if you've watched the uh, the latest. Oh, hi, hi! I've watched that. I, um, I bet from Hibs, Hibs quarterly. So let's have an answer then, Charlie. You want to go first, young man? Uh, I'll. It was Queens Park. And Jack, the Spiders, Queens Park. Oh, maybe extra point for the Spiders, perhaps. <laughs> yes, you're right. Three, three. Right, this next one's going to trip me up. Oh, just to the nearest. This is to the nearest, right? It was multiple choice. If I if I feel like if I put the actual number in, it would be way too obvious. So I just I'm just gonna get it to the nearest, right? How many Instagram followers does Joe L. Murray have? Is it A 800 followers, B 1.5 thousand followers, or three three thousand followers or C three thousand followers? Because she's like a pundit for the BBC and she's like a well-known personality around the club, I'm going to go for C. For C. Yeah. Charlie? I'll go see as well just to keep it. Jesus, this is this is unbelievable. I can confirm yes, she's are both right. It's just over the three thousand mark. Come on. Um, this could be like that game at Motherwell, six six. 
Right. <laughs> Could be. Women's team, how many players are actually in our squad? Including those on loan as well, or no, 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 just in the current squad. I'm going this based off of the Hibernian Women um, website. We've got quite a small squad compared to like other teams in the league. I'm going to go on a limb and just take a completely random guess here, counting in my head. I think we've got about 16. Okay, and Charlie, I think we've got based on the squad numbers. It goes up to 29, but we've not got 29. Uh, I think we've got I think we've got 20. A fair few have left this season. Right, so your final answer. Mm-hmm. Can confirm the answer is 19. So Charlie, I'd imagine you were the closest there. So I'm going to give it to give the point. Give the point to you. So well done. Right. Last question. Uh, third question. It was somebody at Hibernia Women's birthday this week. Whose birthday was it? Oh, Jack, you should ken this. It's uh, the gaffer, Dean Gibson. Charlie? Ah, it's Dean's. It was I was going to ask how old he was, but I couldn't find out. <laughs> Jack, you can. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. Nah. Right, so we'll, that we'll, say, we'll say 21 and get over it. Ah, yeah. 21, 21 I, I think you've got to be about 20 to play for him, according by the, going by the first team. Um... <laughs> Right, so Charlie, I can confirm you are the winner. Um, Ooh, I think you won it. 6-5. 6-5. Five. Five. He's fancy. I, uh, extra question? Go on, Go then. then. Right, let me let me just... Go on, then. Have a quick look. Right. Uh, what number is Michaela Michelone for Hibernian Women? What shirt number? 12. 12, yeah, 12. Oh, he's a good. I wouldn't have got that unless I had all good a lot. Aye, right, there you go. Inseparable. Um, right, that brings us to the end of the podcast for the night, then, boys. Jack's uh, got got a shoot, um, so we'll wrap up quick. Hopefully, the listeners enjoyed it. A wee quick analysis of the, the Levinson match, the women's match. Yeah. We'll to talk about Hibs uh, going on to play Aberdeen at the weekend, where I reckon they'll get spanked, but we'll come to that. Um, <laughs> so until next time, you boys, got anything to add? Um, I just want. I just want to say ahead of the Aberdeen game, a massive meh to everybody. Exactly. I would. I would say come on the Hibs, but I don't think it cuts it. Then the Hibs exactly. go marching on to seven. <laughs> hey, how is Charlie at Livingston? I thought Charlie Banks wasn't welcome in Livingston or Leith. He managed to behave Jack. himself. I just do making fun of a police officer look like a fat Magnum PI. But uh, well. <laughs> what's that? Some a police officer at the Livingston game was very interesting. Patient oh, there. I had a big moustache. He looked like uh, he looked like Charles Bronson. So oh, uh, hoping it, I'm hoping you're going to tell me it was Mr. Petrie wanted by the club back. <laughs> right. Till next time. Remember, Charlie Banks not welcome in Leith, Leipzig, or Livingston.